going on? How's it going? I guess we'll be like as sensitive your time as possible. Can you explain the uh, new horizon kind of tag line? The ship got a new look. Uh, we have a new place for airing. We have a new, more expansive kind of storytelling. Sometimes feature length. With everything about the show, you know, we wanted to. Seth wanted to declare the show all the good things about it that would make it. Make it and it was still the Orville, the same group of characters. I think, yeah, no. To, to to add on to that, it was sort of like, you know, thanks to also COVID too, we had a bit of a, you know, took a little bit of a rebirth and a relaunch, and this was a way to sort of differentiate it, kind of kind of set it apart, and uh, we take a little, you know, advantage of using the Kalon War to sort of like redo the ship, but it's also was a chance to sort of like bring about the new 2.0 version of the Orville. So that was, it, was, it, was, it wasn't like a long-term plan. It sort of came about as we were doing it, and it actually came from Dana Walden, uh, uh, resident of- Yeah, Dana think? Walden's idea. Yeah, yeah Dana Walden's idea. Yeah. Yeah. And Seth was into it, so that's how, that's how it worked. How do you get Dolly Parton to guest star? That's Seth. That's Seth. I mean, we were using her songs and seeing her into little stories, you know, mentions, but uh, I don't think when we wrote the scene we knew for sure we were going to get her. Uh, and thankfully we did. She was, uh, she was always favorable because of the music, but, uh, you know, she, she actually did get to watch the episode before it aired, and she was she was a big fan of, of I believe both the Topa episode and and the one she was in. So, and that uh, story that she tells is uh, is a real story that happened to her as a kid. Yeah. Well, one of the things I found interesting about the show is it moves around its tone, the comedy, the serious. That's kind of organic, we're just pointing out that we're going to have some really serious stuff go down, but it's also kind of a funny take on Well, initially, it was a lot more emphasis on comedy. Uh, you know, we would have even punch-up rooms with comedy writers. And there was a, a more striking balance between the two, but really, Seth was always interested in the dramatic storytelling with the humor as a kind of a frosting on the cake. And that's where the show went, and that's where it very much is. I think the show is what it is. It, it's its best version of itself this season. I, I agree. It, though it, it continued to, and it even continued to evolve. I mean, obviously it was put on the page by this great man over here, but as we were shooting and as we were editing, it, the, the natural tone of it continued to uh, to move forward. And sometimes scenes would expand, or you know, or we take it the other way. You know, we just we needed to make this more funny, and we would like punch it up and cut it that sort of way. So it's been an evolution over the past six years. You guys have both become a voice to the fans. Success seems to be really busy. You guys have kind of been a connection to people. How did that start, and how does it feel to be kind of always in conversation with people? Uh, well. You know, it actually started one day, I was working in the edit room, and all of a sudden my phone started blowing up, and it turned out that Seth tweeted, say, hey, do you want to follow Tom? Because I just started like doing a little BTS and stuff, and the next thing I know, 
I got like 1,200 followers just joined. I'm like, what the hell is happening? And it just sort of like evolved over time. You know, I was, I know all the spoilers. I mean, obviously Brandon's out there too, but like, and I, you know, I'm just a fanboy. I just, I, I get lucky. Like, I'm still, you know, we're friends now, but I still, it's like, look who I'm sitting next to. I'm, like, I'm sorry, I'm going to do this publicly. I apologize. But, you know, it's like, so I think Seth knew that. He also trusted me, the editor, and it just sort of became this thing, and I got to sort of know the fan base, and that's, and then, you know, it's also like Seth can't always say something or doesn't want to, like, you know, so I, I can sort of be the easy voice into sort of, like, brokering that stuff. But I also really enjoy it. That's kind of how that happened. Has there been any, like, official, I'll say the subject that you're honoring or parodying of the official people from that area call that said, hey, we really love this, or kind of copying our stuff, we don't like parody, and has there been any kind of Because I think it feels like almost like it's organically like that without being there. Never. No. no. I think Orville's, at this point, its own thing. Yeah. And um, obviously, it's in the grand tradition of... I'd go back to Forbidden Planet, uh, which will predate Star Trek. Um, it's in the grand t tradition of that kind of show, but I, I think we've, we've found our own voice, and, and nobody's ever given us any trouble at all. I'd even, I'd even go back to the original Buck Rogers, too, and Flash Gordon, too. There's a little bit of DNA in there. And yeah. then later on, like, you know, your Battlestar Galactica, because I'm a big fan of that. So it was during the it was during COVID, and yeah. they, they packed up her her mountain cabin set and shipped it to Tennessee. They, they shot her side of the scene and Havina's side of yeah. the scene was shot in Los Angeles. They were never in the same room. Only well, no, no, they were in the same. Havina came down. Oh, she went to Tennessee. There were only four. There were only four people who went down. It was Seth Pissar, uh Tammy Lane, who's from uh, Howard Berger's group, and and Reese. And, but they didn't have a lot of time because of COVID. So basically we shot the wide shots and Dolly's side, because that's all we had time for. And then we came, we, you know, everything was taped out and like done and like literally to an inch of its life. And then we came back and we shot Rena's close-ups. I mean, I have that stupid Twitter thread which kind of explains it. I'm waiting for the VFX team to actually deal with the AI because that's like yeah. even crazier. But I think eventually they're going to do a little thing about it. Oh, thank you. But yeah, yeah, it's hard doing this stuff during COVID, you know. How has the partnership been with your new network? Well, there's a certain continuity because uh, Dana Walden, Seth was working with Dana and Fox for so very long, and she's the boss of Hulu too. It's been very smooth. Yeah, and the Hulu team is fantastic, but there's some people here that have been with us since season one. So it's 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 like family and then family plus. But I couldn't the the, the Hulu marketing team. I, I can't say enough nice things about them. And I'm not saying that because we're on there. I just like they they become friends and their their posters and their the trailers and all that stuff's been amazing. Do you have any involvement with the comic book? Not, I don't know. Oh, do you have any involvement with the comic book adaptation in terms of technology canon? That's David Goodman, one of the, one of our other writers, is writes the comics, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, we don't really get involved. Right. I don't. No, no, and it's that did the adaptation of uh, the, the, the one we couldn't do that we were, which I can say now, now that it's out, we were going to shoot in Prague. 
which is part of the reason it, it got very complicated because we were going to take advantage of, you've seen it, we were going to take advantage of uh, the World War II setting there. It's but. truly an, un, an unaired episode. Yeah. yeah. The I, script was written and everything. It was my favorite thing. I'm still bummed, but uh, maybe someday. You never know. Oh, oh my God, that's it. Go ahead. All right, well, I'll start with the first question. Penny, you're 100% pretty much good on the Orville, but I remember you from 24 where you were 100% bad, and every time I watch, I'm like, where's the reversal where you turn bad and, like, kill everybody? So how does that preparation for that role where you're just such a juicy villain change from this role where you're just a really awesome person? It all starts from the same place. And that is just playing the reality, what's real, what's there. And I've been so fortunate that uh, on both shows, the writing has just been incredible. And everything is on the page. And so when it's on the page and you can beat it out as an actor and plot it, um, you can only speak truth. So 24, uh, Penny in real life was raising a teenager. And so that's what you got colored in 24 <laughs> and on the Orville I now have a woman and I have a, a, a grandbaby so it's like loving and you know it's I think life catches up but truly it's it's in the right. We're gonna watch this and be like she wanted to kill me as a kid. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's definitely kind of Charlie's uh, first, like going into this, into this show, into this um, world, and working with a Kaylon that she's never maybe had to work with before. She definitely is going into it with a very like hard heart, and I think that her journey is very much tied in with with Isaac and just the Orville in general. Seeing how everyone is very accepting the Topa storyline, every everybody on this ship, and how Ed kind of runs his crew is very accepting and there's a lot of things that she learns along the way that I think kind of turn her head and make her think second about how she accepts Isaac. Yeah, I, definitely exploring the the relationship more in the next couple of episodes. Yeah. Um, I feel like actually that their, their dynamic is at the heart of this season, really. It's yeah. it's about it's about trust and it's about um, you know making up for Making up for some mistakes in the past and repairing, you know, healing wounds, I think. Yeah. yeah. When you're playing Isaac, are you like in a costume or is it something that you kind of voice over your part? Because you don't, I don't know how you see. So I, I am in the costume. He mem these lines that this guy says are insanity, just by the way. I think yeah. it's just crazy. Jargon how much is one word for it. Like a lot of sci fi jargon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can you see from there, or are they just kind of like saying, stay here, don't hit anybody? No, I, I can see. <laughs> Sometimes it malfunctions, though, and we don't have, we, you can't see, can't hear, you know. There's, there's no, some, there's that, some that, that always works. Anyway, suit, fun. <laughs> the, lights, yeah. the lights often go, that's the problem. I'd say again, it's playing the truth in the script yeah. because you can't play comedy. You just have to play the truth of the situation, yeah. and if the script is funny, then it'll come out. 
I think genius actually when I think Seth MacFarlane. I never, I never think funny or that because if I think funny, I'm going to think of something that he did before, and and he knows there was something they did before that I went, oh, you should never have done that one. Um, <laughs> so I do think genius because he he has the ability to really put it out there, uh, life stories, human stories. And in our human stories, in our humanity, there are some funny moments and then there are some raw moments that some people don't want to touch and he's brave enough to at least touch them in script and then um, give that over to us to be able to, to show that. So um, in preparation for that, again, it comes from the same place. It comes from the truth of the material. Last question or are we good? Quickly, I love it because coming from um, the Trek world, anytime you saw a woman, she was either very bossy or she had to be the sex symbol. On the Orville, we are people who just happen to be female and you see us in a three-dimensional way. So I think finally you are seeing uh, women as people. Mm. We just happen to be the female thing. I mean, this is my first time in a genre kind of like this, to be honest, and it's really fun. And also um, kind of having a storyline where I found out a little bit later in filming that I was in love with, with uh, Amanda and having that kind of like backstory in my head was really fun to kind of play. So I, I was very challenged in this whole realm, and I'm, I'm glad to represent something that, you know, maybe we haven't seen before. Thank you, Thank you guys very much. Oh, my God, that freaked me out. I know, me too. <laughs> I was like, I wait a minute. Yeah. I understand. Pretty That's amazing. Good. I love okay. it. I love, love, love it. Okay, I'm here. Like, I thought it was in a dream. Because this is what my dreams look like. You're sitting around and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's very efficient. Um, the thought process being let's, let's truncate the amount of time these guys are sitting in chairs. Howard Berger is the master of all things special effects, makeup. Uh, I find it, and maybe it's a little different for Peter because Peter has bald head and it might. The, what are you trying to say, man? Off rip. First question. Just, you bald headed. <laughs> no, it might be. It might be a little more discomfort for him, but not for me. You know. Um, I, I just think that it's only three pieces, and then painting. Yeah, it's just three pieces. Yeah, it looks very interesting. Okay, Mr. Owl. Uh, like, uh, and then, boom, nose, eyes, nose. Boom, see you once every chin. two months. How long uh, does it take to get in there? I mean, for me now, because I got Howard Berger. HB does it in an hour ten for me. Well, I will say that the longest I've spent in that makeup uh, on one day was 17 hours. And... I, on set, that's him being on set in it. In it, like from from application to removal, 
Um, and yeah, like when we first got started, it was like four hours because they were trying to figure it out. And then it got down to like an hour and a half because we had to, I had to learn how to help the makeup artist apply the makeup. So that meant like I need to flare my nostril at this point and keep my nose flared, my nostril flared for like a good five seconds so that the, so the glue will set. And so once it sets, they don't have to like all day down, don't have to keep read, tacking keep tacking it down. down. So like I had to learn how to uh, help the makeup artist put the makeup on. But then I will say that like, I don't know, no, no, no. If this is true for you, yeah. but I had to keep my ire from wrinkling. Like the moment I started to get like annoyed or upset or you know whatever agitated, I feel like it started. I started to itch, mm. and if and if it started to, if, if that if that started to snowball, then it became then it became like a really uncomfortable time in in the makeup. Because mm. like, so I, it, it, it was a lesson in like keeping, keeping it chill, zen. keeping it zen. Like okay. I don't care. Okay, we're gonna do the shot again. Cool, let's do the shot again. I know it's twelve hours in. Cool, let's do the shot again. Because if I start to, I feel like I don't know some weird cycles. Like something was going on inside of the makeup no. that if I get upset, mm -hmm. um, my skin, which is like the largest organ on our body, right, is going to have like this reaction that's right. going to be irritating and it's a miserable experience like i mean i got ants trapped in my head one oh, time yeah. and that was <laughs> real yeah. no real yeah. um crawling around ants in my yeah, head and that was like some form of fresh health that i don't wish on anybody but because they might like you know like we can't um the, it's sealed up right yeah. like the head of the, the and so they open it which is very science fiction, yeah. like, you know what I mean? To let your head, you know, get, get some 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 cool air. But so they're like, okay, we, we don't need you. It's lunch break. Go to bed. And like in in June, I feel like LA just gets inundated with like these funky little red ants that are everywhere in your syrup and your toast, whatever. And so I go to my trailer with my head open with popsicle sticks, take a nap. <laughs> Knock, 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 get up, okay, seal me up. And ants had crawled down, like, and I walked the set, doo, 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 wait a minute, wait, wait a <laughs> And so I'm like, you know, and I, there was probably a good 10, 9, 12 ants in my head that I had to like, and I can't take this. So we have to have an understanding with the man. But you also have to remember, <laughs> he spends way more time in it than I do. I, I spend a lot yeah, of time he's, he's in that always, makeup. You know, he's Hence, there way more than me. The beard, because <laughs> I'm just like having to shave. Yeah. But like, yeah, for a good nine months, it's just like, and I get to, I get there five o'clock in the morning. I get in the chair. I know once like the the, the foam rubber pieces are on and it's loose, I'm out. And he's I wake up it. and like, this is what happens to you when you fall asleep in a makeup trailer. Like, like, don't ever fall asleep in a makeup trailer because right. that's what's going to happen to you. Yeah. You go in looking like a human being, you come and out you looking like go, oh, a space shoot, pickle. That's right. Just, that's, <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm doing this show. That's I know. Right, right, right. That's right. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I mean, and it was, you know, get like, a, again, a, a zen place of just like, you're working like with a makeup artist who's creating a sculpture, essentially. Yeah, every, every day. Every, like a consistent sculpture. Every time, every that's day, right. every day. And like, and that's like, I'm an artist uh, uh, myself, and like I just appreciate 
the hell out of that. Because and, and if and, and if you don't do it uh, right, you're just gonna have problems the rest of the day. But I also you know? have to say, man, that Howard Berger is so aware yeah. of all of that. So you come in, what do you want? Right. With the cappuccino, what do you need? You know, just all, yeah. Every, Incredibly attentive yeah. to yeah. us, just as yeah. a person. As like person. A, yeah. Not just sit down, shut up. Let me get this thing no, done. No, no. No, 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 very much. It's, it's. He's always there. He's always very, very nurturing with yeah. me. So it makes it that yeah. me relax. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I, I was on, the, I was on, uh, on the, on the way to work one day, and I had a car accident. Um, some woman was like texting, and like she hit my car, and my kid, my baby was in the seat, and I came in this, like in the chair, and I was just like, oh, like, ah, and like they just like, like, you know, put a hot towel on my face, right. and just like, you know, just like let's just, you know, get into like the like the wax on sort of face of it, <laughs> Woo-sa, and, baby. Woo-sa, and, and like and that and that is like, um, the you know like shout out to Howard Berger and the crew of like you know like because yeah. that's like that's. You want that if we're working rose. together, yeah. right? And he's not like, "What are you okay?" It's like we're gonna come in and we're gonna make this because if you put the makeup on wrong, it's gonna stay wrong, and like the whole day, and like and, you're, and it's not gonna look right, and that's a day that they're gonna have to do reshoots. And but it all starts with that, like that whole yeah. thing, and and and, and then the it aftercare as well, yeah, like they they it yeah, because it's rough on your skin and like yeah. the whole thing, and like. You know, like they take care of us. You know, they really took care of us, which is essential. Yeah, I never had any, you know, no skin issues. My nose fell off two times, but they glued it back on and it was great. I had to fluff my nostrils. I had a better nose than I had before. (laughs) Yeah, better. Like, all right. Thank you, guys.